Hi, you are listening to The Zid and Fizz Show, a talk show for entrepreneurs, angel investors, and everyone else. Good morning, welcome, and enjoy the show. Here they are. Good morning, Ziad. How are you? Hey, yes. <laughs> hey, thank you to the voice. Did you, did you hear the, the, uh, the British voice? It's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing intro. I love it. We now have a voice. Her name is Red. We sound, but, uh, we sound sophisticated, Ziad. Yeah, well, it's a British. The British accent is very sophisticated, and uh, we don't have it. And maybe we one day we will. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So a quick weather check. Boston, 85 yeah. degrees, sunny. Uh, 65 degrees, San Francisco, foggy, foggy, foggy. Ooh, Carl is so back. Cool. One zero, okay. Ten zero. <laughs> One zero. That's great. Hey, I've got my green screen. I've got my green screen up. Can you see it? Oh, wait a minute. We're on radio. Oh, that's right. You can't see my green screen. Okay. So I was projecting screen? a different image. Oh. Oh. Okay. I yeah. Got I got you. Yeah, oh, got you. All right. So, so uh, lots of uh, lots of radio. good feedback. Yeah. Uh, lots of good feedback. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, we aim to please and uh, discuss difficult topics, hot topics. And uh, before we start with the topics, can I rant a little bit? Or this is a very positive show where we have to be all happy. And... No, please rant. So um, we are, I spend my time um, rummaging through spam spam email so when a spam email comes to my inbox i like to keep a clean inbox so i um so i go through them and i look for the word unsubscribe very calmly no anger no frustration and i make it a habit whenever there's an email that comes that i don't necessarily want to receive another time i look for unsubscribe press it and unsubscribe. i've been doing this for a year now and then my, the, the volume of my email has dwindled. Life is happy. Okay. So do you follow so far? I do. Okay. So lately, I get these spam emails. I go look for the uh, unsubscribe button. I can't find it. And, uh, and I assume that uh, that email is not spam or doesn't have the unsubscribe. Then I discovered that by law, you have to have an option to stop the messages, right? Mm -hmm. So did some more research and then discovered that there's this whole, this whole scheme that's been happening. And I went back to some of these emails. It's actually quite funny. So one of them says, instead of, if you want to unsubscribe, click here. It says, if you'd like to eliminate these emails, Go there. <laughs> so, so if you're looking for the word unsubscribe, unsubscribe you're not going to find it. Then, oh then I discovered that some of the emails, they write to unsubscribe, click here, but they write it in, one, in white font on, on white background. So you, can, you can't actually find it unless you highlight the page. And then you actually see that there is a, there is a white, white type in the at the bottom that says to unsubscribe so now the war is on on the spam messages <laughs> I, will, I, I will find the answer it's unbelievable 
<laughs> now, some people might claim I have too much time on my hands. That's not true. It's very yeah. important to understand the inner workings of uh, <laughs> of the electronic world. So yes. we're not overtaken by these big corporations. Good. I I am really impressed, Ziad. Really, your your attention to these matters and your <laughs> your, your willingness. Feminist. To Don't call it feminists. Did you say I did not, <laughs> but I'm just saying your willingness to articulate the concern that you have for all of us is awesome. I hope you will tell us the ultimate solution too. Well, it's never going to end. So oh. you unsubscribe. Now the question is, I have to remember which ones I unsubscribe and then see if they keep sending me. <laughs> so, and then, 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 the, then it's over, then they win. They win. That's true. Yeah. You know, I, I hope they're not listening to this program and, and trying to figure out how to work around your workaround. That would be very sad. Yeah, well, I mean, they write it in white typeface, so you can't, you don't. But now, you know, and I tell that to everybody, by law, they have to give you the option to unsubscribe. And yeah. so don't look for the word unsubscribe. It could be called to stop receiving these messages. It could be, one of them was very funny. It says, if you'd like to eliminate these. <laughs> and they didn't even say click here. They said, go there. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So Incredible. that is the rant of the day. And uh, excellent. how's life in San Francisco? Life is good. Um, I, I went to a couple of amazing events, which we can talk about later, but uh, just, I've met so many wonderful, amazing, powerful people uh, in different areas of entrepreneurship. And I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, well, the flow incredible. of amazing people never stops, huh? Never it's, stops. It's, it never stops because you always meet someone who's interesting and then you think that you've covered everybody and then you meet another person that's that's different and it's fascinating and that's why we it do what totally we do. That's why we do yeah. what we do. But are we going to talk about some more morbid subjects today? The 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 death of companies, the failure of companies. Do you want to talk yeah. about this or is it too it, too negative for this? No, I, I think so. Look, last time we had our, our seventh inning stretch, our last episode, where we, we recapped according to Ziad's 10 rules. We went through and recapped a lot of things that we talked about. And, you know, one of the things that that we really should emphasize is entrepreneurship is difficult. Putting a new business and a new business model and a new technology into the marketplace is extremely challenging and can be very rewarding. And we all as entrepreneurs look to all the positive news to make sure that, you know, we can follow a path. And, and the reality is a lot of things that we plan don't go according to plan. And so some of them have to be, um, what do we call them? Pivots. Some of them have to pivot and some of them just have really don't go die. Right, have they have die. to. And um, they call it uh, a friend of ours, a friend of uh, uh, mine, he always asks, have we declared the time of death of this company so we can ask for the write-off? <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and then, you know, it's interesting you say it that way. I say it, uh, I always say it this way. I say there is truly 
an expiration date, um, you know, a good to use by date that is printed on a lot of startups. Oh. And some, some startups actually are no longer startups. They're, they're old ups. They oh, have oh. been around for... <laughs> old ups, I love it. So, so answer this question. Mm-hmm. When does a startup stop being called a startup? Yeah, the, you know, option, I'll uh, give you three options. Option one, when they make <laughs> revenue. Option right. two, when they've been around for more than three years. Option three, no clue. You know, I, I'm going to declare all, all of the above because you didn't give me that option. Uh, it, just because it's your rules doesn't mean I have to abide by them. So I'm going to add a, the last option, which is all of the above. Um, I think. It, it just really depends. And that's part of the reason, and I want everyone to pay attention to this because we're not being morbid. We're actually talking about something that's very important because you have to know what could happen. You can spend a year or two years trying to define your business model. You can spend a year, two years, three years. We've seen this in, in other locales where, um, where there's a lot of support and the entrepreneurs maybe are not as hungry or as aggressive. And so they'll spend two, three years building their technology platform. You know, at a certain point, you want to get to where this is really going to hit the road. And hitting the road means you've produced a business that generates revenue. So Yeah, or but the question is, is you... That. Yeah, and so time... So the function of time, if you're an entrepreneur, let's say you did not raise money, you could do whatever you want. Like, who cares? It could take you That's 10 right. years. That's right. So the, the issue is the stakeholders have all, they all need to be in agreement of, of the time constraints. How about that for... I think it's important. And that's why you and I also look to see what were your four H's? Do you remember? Oh, those are Unmold's four H's. Uh, we look, well, I open a bracket here. I'm, I'm, right. I'm in the midst of listening to the detailed story of Theranos yeah. and Elizabeth Holmes. And, and, and it made me think of those four H's humble, mm-hmm. honest, hungry. And hardworking. Yeah. And, so, uh, so. so time, time puts a big pressure on entrepreneurs to stay hungry and to stay humble and to be honest. I mean, all of all the four H's apply here. But if you don't have the, the, the pressure of time, then uh, you, you, you're, you're working on a, a passion project. And that's wonderful. You're right. People can spend 10 years working on a passion project. But meanwhile, you know, in the economy, in the marketplace, someone is working on the same problem and providing a solution that the market is paying money for. And so there you lost your opportunity for a business model, a revenue model. Um, and the need and- might not be there. The, there's all kinds of uh, challenges that we can talk about, but the... Yeah. The, so what, what, what are the odds? I mean, that's interesting for both the entrepreneur and the angel investor. So if you're invested in 10 companies, let's say, what are your odds? Is it, what is the number that you hear all the time? Is it 85%, 90% will fail? Yeah. Of course, 90%. if we look at it, since you have the Midas touch in your portfolio, you know, uh, obviously 
every one of them are winners. Yeah, I love the <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it really depends on who you ask. But if you look at the industry as a whole across the country, meaning looking at where companies essentially get their their initial seed funding, Series A, B, C, all the way across the board, look at it in aggregate, um, you can easily come up with numbers above 90% uh, wow. that do not end up um, having the metrics of success that the industry would consider, you know, um, you know success. So, yeah, um, well, that's hard to, that's hard. It's easy to understand as yeah. a statistic. It's hard yeah. when you apply it to yourself if you're an entrepreneur or to your portfolio if you're an investor. That's right. That's so right. Are you telling me from all those companies I love, 90% are going to die? <laughs> so again, I, that's why I put the caveat if it depends on whose portfolio you're looking at. And I said in aggregate, if you look at the industry as a whole, and remember, while angels and family offices represent a significant portion of capital that goes into these companies, our portfolios are going to look different, right? We're going to invest in different types of companies. And a lot of reasons, there are numerous lists. Ziad, you haven't put this list together yet, but there are numerous lists out there on LinkedIn and Twitter of people who have defined what happens to a company that doesn't achieve that success metrics. What happens? What goes wrong? Uh, it can be a lot of things. It could be the economy. It could, it could be the last round of financing. You brought a predatory investor onto the cap table. Uh, it could be the, you know, the CEO made a bad decision at the fork in the road and went left instead of right. So a lot of things can go wrong, right? And can head the company in the, in the opposite direction of success. It depends yeah. on your portfolio. Uh, and I, I think we're, I, I would like to believe that you and I and our friends that we deal with who do similar type of uh, a checklist on what makes a successful investment. I like to think that we have de-risked our deals. Nevertheless, we all have in our portfolio two, three, four, five, six companies that we go, oh my God, should have been a success, did all the right things, but here's where the mistake happened and that's why we're not getting a return on our investment. It just happens. That's why we have it, portfolios. And that's, yeah, absolutely. And that's why you have to do a, um, a portfolio view to this whole business because bad things can happen to the best companies. That's true. And you can't, you cannot predict what could happen, but you can put the, improve the odds. That's, that's the name of the game for us. Yes. But the, but the, 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 uh, the statistics are basically 90% are going to fail, let's say on an industry yeah. basis. The average is six years for success That's right. for an investment. So if you start your life as, a, as an angel investor or as a fund manager or whatever with these numbers, then you have some type of a framework and uh, don't expect returns after year two. Um, uh, you know that you're going to be in love with all your investment the first, I would say, three years. At the third year, that's where bad news starts to show, cracks, uh, um, you can't raise money, you're not hitting your targets, you're not uh, progressing, things that you thought would be true or not, and that's where the challenges start to happen. Very true. 
So one of the pieces of advice I know you give entrepreneurs and I do the same is if you don't need to raise money and you don't need people who are adding uh, their comments and their feedback and their input and putting additional pressure on the company, if you don't need to do that, don't. Don't raise capital. But the reality is we are all investors and we, are, we want to have a stake in the future of the company. And, and that's, our, that's our responsibility is to help the companies move forward. And if at some point it looks like it's going off the, right, the wrong pathway, um, we're going to let you know. And then that adds even more pressure. Sometimes the pressure is good. It, it, pressure can be constructive in that it forces the mind and the soul and everything else to find alternative pathways and be creative. So um, all the more reason why, you know, build your network before you need it, understand your marketplace before you enter it, know your customer well, figure out how they're going to pay for it. All these things that you do in advance of doing a startup are pre-startup, uh, you know, protocols that you should have. You should all, it's tough. It's not, all I can tell people, look, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Now it's becoming a career while I'm an entrepreneur. And that's not a career. Like you become a doctor, you study to be an engineer. Being an entrepreneur is not, it's a state of mind. It's an attitude. It's, it's, it's not a, a, a degree, even though it's true. you need the tools, financing, accounting, all creativity, product design, all that. Right. But right. Uh, when things get tough, that's where entrepreneurs stand out. Um, See, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, was at a, I was at a panel event the other night uh, focused on women's health. And somebody asked me, what do you do, Foz? <laughs> and and I, you've seen my business card, right? The front of it has like two different logos on it. And on the back of it, there's like six logos. And I have to add a story behind the card because I tell people I do so many different things and they look at me very puzzled and they go, why? And wouldn't you rather just do one thing? And I thought about it and my response was just very immediate, you know, and it is exhausting, right? It is exhausting when you get pulled in various directions. And sometimes your day doesn't go exactly as you had planned, um, but other things happen. Um, it's exhausting, but you know, my answer was, I love what I do. I, I, I can't really think of a more blessed place to be than to be where I am right now. Although, yes, it is exhausting. And yes, well, because you found what, you, the, the, what suits you. Some people like to focus on one big project, one big company. And right. some people like to work on multiple things because they're, they're, I don't want to call it their attention span, but they don't want to just be with one thing. No, you're the same way. I know you are. You you have a creative spirit. <laughs> people, but some people call it dabbling, and that's very no, dangerous. No, that's, it's not dabbling at all. Yeah. Wait, and, and, wait till people wait till people see some of the amazing um, branding and media work yeah. that's going on. Wait <laughs> well, till the, people the see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Fizio is, by the way, a startup in itself. It is a startup. We're, we're um, we're moving along, but to go back to to some of my rants and things I don't like. So the <laughs> one of the things I don't like is the word pivot. Is, is this, this going to be a theme? Is this going to be a theme for you? 
Are, are, we, are, we, are we doing no, a segment no, at the beginning no. of the show? Ziad's no, rant. No, no, today is not as good as a day as normal. Okay. But okay. pivoting. So let's talk yeah. about this whole word pivot that people okay. use with pride and glee. And it's, a, it's an MBA business school thing where, oh, we pivot. Are you pivoting? Did you pivot? Who's pivoting? And, and my answer is like, look, I don't want to invest in a business that pivots. I don't want to invest. If I wanted, I'd just buy a merry-go-round and it's going to pivot all day long and keep spinning. Pivoting is not an entitlement or something that you go through. Pivoting is a, you've, you've haven't figured it out. You're, you're going in the wrong way. If you, so it's like as if you're driving or hiking and then you, you hike for two weeks and then you tell your co-hikers, Oh, by the way, we're going to pivot. Come on. You made us walk for two weeks and now you're pivoting. You don't know where oh. we're going. Siad, nobody starts a pitch by saying, let me tell you how I'm going to pivot. Everyone no, but, starts but off you're with trained, a plan. There is this attitude on the market that it's okay to pivot. And if you tell someone, oh, we're going through a pivot, in a way, you should be ashamed of pivoting. You, sh you should say it, put your head down and say, well, we're, we're going through a pivot. No, 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 you should not be ashamed. Look, at some point, it makes so much sense to re re retrack your steps and realize where you have been and where things are not going well, right? I'm not saying that everyone should pivot like within two weeks, but, but you know what, when you realize your technology platform or your business model or anything that you're approaching the marketplace with is not getting the traction you want, and you're able to then take a sidestep and move yet in a different direction, either vertically or horizontally, and, and you have the right mentors, advisors, and, and guideposts along the way to do such a thing, it is absolutely the healthy thing to do. And I've uh, seen it work uh, successfully okay, many I times. Would, let's, okay. I would agree with you, but don't call it pivot with, with <laughs> an, like a word. sense of, no, I like, it, it, you, say we, we went in one direction, we were wrong, and now we're revisiting things and we're we're changing directions. If you say we're going through a pivot, that means like, oh, so the question is, when is your next pivot? Dude, so that dude, by the way, is a West Coast word. I uh, just want to make yeah, sure no, you understand. We, don't, sir, to you. we say sir. <laughs> dude, do you like basketball? Yes. Do you like basketball? You, you, you love basketball. Okay, yes. I know you do. Yes. So when, and by the way, one of my newest amazing friends is the amazing Ruthie Bolton, who's on the Women's National Basketball League. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm going to say three times Olympic gold winner, Olympic gold winner in basketball, but she says two uh, because she should have had a third. But amazing. So when you're a basketball, you've got the ball, right? And you're in place and you pivot one direction to another. That is, that is a healthy thing to do. Looking for the opportunity where the play might happen. That is the right thing to do is to look where look where your players are going and then be able to pass the ball off so that you can then shoot a goal. Correct, correct. No, that, I'm not correct. I used the wrong word. You didn't, that's good you didn't in basketball. Me. You don't shoot a goal in basketball, Ziad. You 
You should have oh, asked. It. You should have asked. Yeah, but who cares? If you score a point, you score a point. Um, the, the, yes, let's not dwell on it. Please, everybody, okay. stop using. If you ever are talking to me, pitching to me, or trying to make me happy in terms of the conversation, do not use the word yes. pivot. Don't use pivot. I, look, can I tell people what to say? Use the word tulip. Zian <laughs> loves tulip. So tell them we're about to do a tulip. The, yes, and, we're about to pivot. Yes. Tulip. And, and, so tell your investors, oh, by the way, uh, we've spent all your money for the past year. And now we're right. going through this technical term called pivot. And, yes. uh, uh, and then, yeah, well, you know what? Well, okay, let's move on. We're not, okay, so pivot. So yes. here's the do. What we're going to publish the do not list, the list of do not do's, it's pivot. Oh, the other one is don't call your co-founder a co-founder if he or she only has 5% and you have 95%. That's, that's where we talked about this, but this keeps, come, keeps happening, keeps happening. So, um, and uh, one day we're going to talk about what I call the pampered, spoiled entrepreneur. And, um, and that's, that's an, another subject, but right. it is, it's important to understand that entrepreneurship is very, very hard. It takes a long time to be successful. It takes many people, a team. It, it takes a lot of money. And so um, you can't test your entrepreneur's skill on other people's dime. And that's why sometimes people get upset because we're surrounded here and wherever where you are by very seasoned, sophisticated investors. Right. And, and they are, are sometimes tough on the entrepreneurs yeah. that come and say, well, I have this idea and I, I want to raise some money. And, and, uh, and then people start asking them the tough questions and, and the entrepreneur gets upset. That's right. so, so it's, it's important because they've lived through it. That's seasoned right. investors have been doing it for years, have seen companies come and go. That's absolutely right. It's so important for people to, this is why we do this program, Ziad, is to just demystify these things. We all want our companies and our entrepreneurs to be millionaires and to be successful. And we want to, we want to join them in that success. But the reality is this is a, this is a tough. Uh, it's, a, it's very tough. And, you, and sometimes success, that's, that's also very interesting. Sometimes the company could be successful, but the investors are not successful in this deal, sure. right? I mean, you could have preferential treatment for later stage investors. And then if you That's go down with the, whatever they call it, the waterfall, by the time yeah. they get to the, to the little people <laughs> and, that, and there's nothing left. Yeah, I was having the same conversation with a very good friend and partner uh, to our Femtech fund. And we we're talking about a, a deal that actually has institutional investors in it. And the practices of these um, later stage investors is, um, is not helpful to the company. <laughs> anything. Like, you're it's so kind. Hey. It's the, yeah, it's not. <laughs> I actually use that. Well, we need, the we need them. We need them. <laughs> yeah, we need them. We need them. Yeah, we need them. Uh, but, but I'm just saying that there are definitely different flavors of money and different flavors of advisors and mentors. So here's, here's one pearl of wisdom for people to hopefully listen to. Um, choose carefully. Don't just take 
anyone's advice. Don't just take anyone's money. Don't just take any customer. Choose wisely. And everyone's going to ask. They always do. How do I know how to choose wisely? Well, you have to basically have, you know, have some network that you can tap into because nobody, as you said earlier, no one succeeds on their own. It's truly a team effort. It's hard. It's hard it to make hard. these decisions. And if you're desperate and you need money, you are going to ultimately take it as long as it's available. You will take, you will compromise and take it from sources that that are tougher on you. You have to give up more, more equity. You have to do things that ultimately will dilute you so much that there's no incentive to stay in the in the company. This is true. You know, so if I could just uh, rant a little bit also, because I did this ranting the other night at, uh, at the Women's Health uh, event, which was phenomenal. Um, I'd love to talk more about that at some point. Um, but one of, one of the areas that I see is not just the visible companies that end up taking the wrong turn and not achieving their ultimate potential. But, you know, what's really sad, Ziad, is... Um, all of the great entrepreneurs and all of the great ideas that never reach the starting point. And to me, that is, I won't say that's an individual, and I don't want to use the, the F word, but I will here. I don't think it's an individual failure. I think it's actually more of our societal, uh, local, and national failure to have better support to bring these ideas forward so that they can become entrepreneurs and create startups and bring products to the marketplace that people want. So there are as many as we see, if we say 90% are companies that don't succeed, there are far more beneath the ocean, the iceberg, right? We're seeing the tip of the iceberg, far more beneath that. Just yeah, I mean, yes. Those, that's, yes. A, that's, a, that's another area that we can call, that's a failure of society, you know, and women's health, by the way, is one area where, there are lots of great ideas and great people, women and men who want to make a difference, but we're not doing a great job of making those companies come to reality. Yeah, but I, uh, that's probably where we disagree a bit. I think supporting yeah. is important, but you can't hold the hand of entrepreneurs. You have to no. make it tough. You have to, it, it's, it's so hard that if you give them too much support, then you're creating uh, an artificial, artificial environment that will come crashing I, down. I don't disagree, but here's the part where I will disagree. There are numerous areas of our society, people in our society, that don't get all of the education and aren't even listening to our podcast, believe it or not, because they may not even have internet access or a cell phone. Yes, yes, but there yes, are yes, some yes, yes, brilliant yes. young uh, minds, uh, uh, women of color, uh, Latinas and Latinos and uh, LGBTQ, you name it, all of the various uh, sections of our society that don't understand or don't have the tools or the resources or the mentorship, they can't even find the right mentor to say, hey, let me help you just uh, achieve this success, which yes, is getting through high school. Yes, you are absolutely correct. Right? You That's are, what I mean. That is absolutely correct. And if you, if you see the story uh, of the, the founder of Theranos, mm -hmm. 
she had all the opportunities oh, went to yeah. stanford and then dropped out and right. and then all the bells and whistles of of a success story without anything behind it and mm-hmm. and she was able to attract so much money mm-hmm. that technically could have been used elsewhere but mm-hmm. it is what it is i mean you can't yeah. Uh, push people to invest one place or the other and and I uh, the, but the only the sad part about that whole story from my perspective whenever someone and we don't know what the end story will be whether the how much did they lie and how much it's just business failing and I think based on what I've seen in the news there was a lot of uh, concealment of the truth of what actually yes. was going on but yes. What they did, they're harming, for example, the women entrepreneurs. Now, suddenly, this big success story uh, is a total fraud. So someone might change careers because of this role model who uh, decided to deceive everyone. So there is a responsibility. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And you have to be careful. And role models are important, especially in groups that don't have many, 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 many success stories. It's very true. It's, and, it, uh, it, by the way, we're, we're just focusing on the United States, Ziad, but the reality is what you just described is, um, is, is prevalent throughout the world in many regions where there's a brilliant young teenager who's probably really good at physics and math and biology and can probably in his own mind or her mind solve many of the fundamental issues that we're facing with technology or business or whatever, but they don't get a voice. They don't get a chance to participate. But this is the time in our life that with crowdfunding and every country is trying to do an angel ecosystem. So we're better off now than we were 10 years ago. How about that? Oh, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, We can still still do more. So how about uh, a technical uh, question? What do you do with zombies? What they call zombies? Uh, uh, companies that are, have not failed, they haven't closed shop, mm-hmm. but they're still around yeah. and they're not doing anything. Yeah, and, and this is actually a topic that comes up uh, almost every year at the National Summit. Yep. <laughs> and they wanted to create a pool, yes, a dead pool. Right? A Deadpool. <laughs> Have you watched Deadpool, by the way? No. Pretty amazing superhero. No. You don't watch Deadpool? Oh, you... no. yeah, what's going on? Is this oh, a West we... Coast, East Coast thing again? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. We're not going to talk about TV. and We, we will. <laughs> we will. I'm not disclosing right. the, the superhero. Deadpool yeah. is a superhero. You got to watch Deadpool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, one solution that people come up with is how do we pool all of these assets together and maybe figure out a way of, of using either secondary markets or whatever. Um, so, you know, ultimately there is, uh, there is some level of responsibility uh, for the advisors, the board, the management team on getting this company to where it needs to ultimately go. Um, and when you're resource poor, if you're cash poor, or if you're advice poor, um, then you're not, gonna really end up anywhere and so some companies yeah linger for 10 but so what do you so can you so the you can create a pool 
like a, yeah. a vehicle that you tell people, look, we'll buy your shares for a dollar. That's right. And, yeah. um, but the minute yes. it's interesting, the psychology, if I go to someone, I say, hey, I know you own these shares of this company is going nowhere. <laughs> right. I'll buy them for a dollar. They I think, think I right. know something that That's they right. don't. And then <laughs> so, right. so it's like uh, in the minute, and even if they come to you and say, hey, would you buy my shares for a dollar? Yeah. If you say yes very quickly, that's right. They say, "Ooh, why? <laughs> why is he doing this? Why is he doing this?" So, so it's like, "No, you should yeah. say, no, 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 no. I'm not buying." And then I was like, "Okay, sure. Here's a dollar. Here's a dollar." Yeah, yeah, I I like that because you can. I mean, things can happen from companies that have been hobbling for years, and yeah. something happens that, or a change in the market, That's or the true. technology now suddenly is is at the right time and the right place. Um, those are you the exciting me, stories. You, you made me think of something else, and it honestly just popped into my mind right at this moment. Um, you know, the market opportunity for some of these companies uh, initially may have been the USA market, where every one of us want them to focus on. But the reality may be that if there were the right um, uh, trusted partners outside of the U.S., it may be that many of these companies could do well by approaching the global market um, instead of just constantly trying to hobble pieces together within the US. You have to keep moving. You have to, you have keep, to keep moving. Not pivoting because, you know, yeah. when you keep, if you keep pivoting, where do you end up? <laughs> tulipping. Would you use a word that you don't hate? Just well, say tulipping. Well, if you keep pivoting, tulipping. you're going to stay where you are. You're not going to move forward. <laughs> so if you yeah. keep moving for it's like a... So startups are like bicycles. If yes. you don't stop moving, you fall. I, so you know what I admire about um, companies outside the U.S.? And I'm going to use some of my, uh, my friends in Finland and Sweden and other places. What I admire Denmark is they start actually with a global outlook. They, they build products and services that they know they can sell internally. Why? Right? Because they don't have a big market. So they right. have Finland doesn't. Finland has 5 million, Sweden has 10 million people. You're absolutely right. But what I'm saying is I admire them for starting first looking at the global opportunity. Um, here's the problem we face in the United States, and I'm going to call this out to all of my friends in investments, uh, in investors. Um, the problem we have is a lot of the institutional investors really poo-poo the idea of a U.S. company uh, having a global, uh, global approach. We discount at least initially, discount, yes. Yeah. We, well, initially, um, but we discount whatever revenue, whatever data is coming from global markets, and we want everything to be USA centric. And and there is a challenge with that. Too. Well, that's what they said. Well, they, they say that in in philanthropy: think globally and act locally. That's very true. And that works for for startups as well. But yeah. but. If you're in the business of wanting startups to start somewhere, grow, and then have a liquidity event, so people, because I, I tell entrepreneurs all the time, investors are oftentimes greedy. They want, they want to be successful financially, but also in order to fuel the system, you have to generate liquidity events so the resources circle back and come back into the system and fuel more companies 
pay it forward, and it's you owe it to you, the next entrepreneur, to have a good story and not to abuse the system. Move to the side. There is there is uh, um, other other opportunities that people want to take on because you're you're um, you can only you can only help as an advisor, as a mentor, or invest so many companies. You know, you just gave me another idea, Ziad. You're absolutely brilliant. I love the way you spark uh, ideas out there. Um, so, so I spark another... ideas and you pivot. Is that... <laughs> here's another great idea, right? Yeah. Uh, so there are lots of zombie portfolios. So in aggregate, um, we pool them together, right? And with permission, of course, because no one wants to be defined as a zombie. But there are lots of consulting and actually some venture funds that have popped up where they are... Um, uh, retooling the cap table, you know, reshaping it, basically uh, putting investments in. But the reality is once you reach 10 years and you've raised some money or a lot of money, um, there's, there's not many shares left uh, to distribute. So imagine a forum, an event, a conference, uh, so to speak, where called the zombie. The zombie. Well, you can call it that. But it's not a very good term. It's like your pivot. Why would I call it pivot if it pisses you off? I call it the tulip conference, right? Where where you bring people together that have companies that are more than five years old or ten years old, and uh, essentially provide a, a a forum in which service providers, venture funding, small business. Uh, that um, is great. And it's right. not like success stories and let's sit there and see right. how cool we are. It's right. look, if you haven't gone anywhere so far, come to right. our conference. Come to our conference and let's have a real dialogue and all the resources in one place. Because, you know, I bet you it's really difficult for some of the management team of a so-called tuliping company, a zombie company. It's probably really difficult for them to think outside the box when they've been sitting in the box all day long. So yeah, what better I prefer to, to have a, I prefer to, instead of having a conversation to say, okay, we're going to create a, a vehicle. We'll buy your company for a dollar. It's called the Zidfiz zombie, uh, um, zombie and, fund. And then, uh, and then one of, and then we'll see what we do with it. It's, you, it's you, all. You do realize this is, this, this analogy is not going to ultimately work because you realize zombies eat other zombies brains, right? <laughs> you, I have don't, you watched the zombie show? Because I heard it in, in some uh, conference. You, you <laughs> watch some of the zombie shows. You'll see zombies eat other people's brains. And we certainly don't want to be defined as that. Well, or uh, I mean, aren't they just dead people walking? So. <laughs> no, there's more to it. There's, there's some nuance to it. But, but I, I, I think, again, a lot of these companies, uh, and again, zombie is a little bit of a derogatory word, and maybe pivot is the same thing for you, but a lot of these companies actually are generating revenues and paying their employees and providing economic benefits. No, those, those don't regions. apply at all. We're but, talking but about companies not, but, that are not see, generating remember, not, anything. Some of these companies, however, are generating revenues, but they're not, um, they're not scaling to an extreme that institutional investors get excited. So there's a place for many of these companies. And imagine, let's just call these companies. Yeah, but, they, but if you're generating revenue, uh -huh. you can actually put a value on the company, a multiple of your revenue, whatever. Generating okay. revenue is you exist. You're generating revenue. So okay. you're, you're, not the, you're not a zombie at all. Oh, okay. So now we need to sit down and redefine zombie. Then that's yeah. another. That's another show. 
Yeah. Because because for my some of my friends, Zombie is the company that just can't scale and can't get to an M and A uh, point in time because it just doesn't make sense for where they are given you know the multiples on their revenue. Twelve years, uh, twelve months of of last year's revenue, it just doesn't make economic sense to do an M and A or to do an IPO. So and debt financing doesn't make sense for them either. So so I'm looking at those according to some of my friends as also a bit of zombie esque. So yeah, uh, those are yes. That's but but that they're still making money. They're the founders are making money. The the other the ones I'm talking to that you cannot buy a company like this for a dollar. So, no, no, that's um, very true too. Yeah. But uh, I, let's let's not end the show on zombies. <laughs> No. Let's end on, on, on great stories. And I have to tell you, some of the startups we see are doing such great work to make the world a better place. Absolutely. And it is the best thing when you see dozens and dozens of companies doing something. And that's my question to every startup. How are you making the world a better place? That's right. And if there's no no function in your business that's making the world a better place. Uh, I'm not you and I, I don't okay. think we are impact investors. Right. There's a whole debate around that world, but we like to make the world a better place. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I'm gonna just do a quick, uh, quick recap on the event that I actually attended the other night, which to me was very inspirational. It was called Female Forward. It was hosted by MyOvent Science. Uh, and there were amazing panelists on there. And as hard as I tried to punt myself from the panel, because I was the only uh, male on the panel, which was uh, phenomenal for me. I tried to get um, our founder of Portfolio to be there, but she couldn't make it. So I was there representing our fund. And I have to tell you, I was so impressed with the audience and the interest in women's health. Um, there are a number of amazing studies that are going on. Uh, looking at issues of related to, you know, insights on menstruation, insights on fibroids, uh, issues that affect women on a regular basis, but we actually don't have enough data yet to say what is normal, what is abnormal, uh, what is what is it that we can do better to. I just learned that forward. two weeks ago that a lot of the medical data, in fact, is is men, and it, 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 it is very true. Even on a preclinical basis, many of the preclinical animal studies that are done are focused on the male species of the rat or the mouse or whatever it is. So it is so true. But I, I want to I want to at least contribute my conclusion of this uh, episode of number eight on how many amazing, passionate, dedicated women and men there are out there, exceptional women and men out there who are really paying attention and doing what they can to move the women's health narrative forward, whether it's about menstruation, whether it's about ovarian cancer or anything else related to endometriosis. There are so many amazing folks out there and I'm looking forward to having- Excellent. Hashtag women's health. Hashtag women's health. Thank you for listening to The Zid and Fish Show. I hope you enjoyed it, learned something and had a good time. Remember, you can send questions to talk at zidandfid.com. Until next time, bye-bye.